0: you put the necklace on, Linda. I hadn't noticed.
1: Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? I really like it. Just felt right somehow.
0: Well, it does suit you, I have to say.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Right, would you like to get that fresh air, then?
1: Oh, yes, definitely.
0: Very well. Let, let's go and pick up the things from the room and, uh, and get out of their way.
1: All right, then.
2: You pick up your um, small belongings you weren't intending on staying down in Solomon vale so you just had a change bag in your in the boot of your car from the night before you pick it up and uh, take it back uh we go to the car i put the
0: change bag back in the boot of the car being careful not to damage my golf clubs whilst i'm doing so shut the boot and turn to Lydda you up to a little stroll down the road?
1: I think that'd be really good. I would actually quite like to pop into that um funeral parlor we saw. Do well, you remember you... talking about it last night? Yes, Just in case yeah. that they they were the ones that did my aunt's burial. Well,
0: if you feel up to it dear then yes, let's do that.
1: Well, we're not going to get very many other opportunities, are we? Might as well do it while I'm here and hopefully it'll distract me and make me feel a bit better. Well,
0: yes, yes, I'm sure it will. Come on then, let's let's take it steady and go down there.
1: All right.
2: The fresh air does give you a certain sense of vitality as you walk uh, in the crisp morning air. Again, your watches are still stopped, but the clock in the pub indicated that it was around 8.30 when you were leaving. As you make your way to the funeral parlour, and this time you don't get lost. On foot you can navigate your way around Solonvale with relative ease you notice unlike yesterday there is a horse drawn hearse outside the front of the parlour clearly they were away on business the day before
1: oh my goodness look at that isn't that beautiful
2: you don't see one of those every day do you no
1: you really don't
2: a young man is uh, grooming the horses he is uh, dressed in black livery
0: we approach him good morning Hello. Uh, my wife was uh, wondering if she might ask you a question
2: or two. Uh, about the horses.
1: Well, actually, no. Um, it's about my aunt. She used to live here in Solomon Vale, and she died a little while ago. Um, I didn't know anything about her, and I'm just trying to find out if you might have handled her funeral or not. Her name was.
2: Oh, uh, I don't. I don't pay much attention to the names of the people. Sorry, that's very disrespectful. Uh, You're you're best off speaking to my dad inside, Mahido.
1: Oh, right, okay, thank you. That's
2: all right. Lovely horses, by the way. Thank you very much, and good morning to you. Good morning. And we go
0: into the parlour.
2: Yeah, you enter the funeral parlour. And there is a man who doesn't look too dissimilar to the younger one, uh, albeit with 30 additional years of age on top of him. Uh, He has black and grey hair and deep inset eyes. He is currently doing some polishing of some brasses in the funeral parlour. He stops what he's doing when he looks at you. He says, Ah, and how can I help you?
1: Oh, good morning. Um, My name's Linda Parker. Um, I'm trying to find out whether or not you might have handled the funeral of my aunt. She used to live here in Solemn Vale. Um, Her name was Demelza Cable. It was from a little while ago.
2: Hmm. Not that long ago. Uh, Have a seat.
1: Oh, thank you.
2: Would uh, either of you care for a drink, a coffee?
1: Oh, actually, a cup of coffee would be lovely, thank you very much. That
0: would be most welcome, thank you.
1: Linda sinks gratefully into a seat and fans herself a little bit. She's still quite hot.
2: Hmm. Yes, uh, we handled the uh, rest of your relative. uh, Ms. Demelza Cable, that was it.
1: That's her. Um, I I was just wondering, um... Do you have any note of where she actually died? Oh. Or where you collected the body from?
2: Uh, mm, yes, because we, we act uh, as the doctor in these cases well. I've got the licence, let's see. Yes, of course, we uh, collected her body from one of the fields here about.
1: Oh my goodness. I had heard that. I'd heard two stories. We'd been told she died at home, but apparently there was also this rumour going round that she'd been found in a field, so it was right then.
2: He taps the side of his face as if in mocking chastisement. Oh, silly me. Did I write that wrong on her certificate? Yes, my apologies. We did find her out in the elements. And sometimes my hand carries itself away and writes that we find them at home. Not often. It's just a mistake. But I promise you, there was nothing suspicious about your relative's uh, demise. Uh, She was just old and passed away.
1: So it was just natural causes, was it? That's right. Oh, I see.
0: I'm surprised that she could make it to a field at 96. She was still quite sprightly then.
2: Well, I can't say that I saw her transit to the field, but I would assume so. Uh, There were no underlying medical conditions that I was aware of or became aware of uh, that would have prohibited her from travelling out into the countryside, into the fields.
1: I wonder what on earth she was doing out there. Do you know what time of day she died?
2: Uh, We only have a rough estimate... Um, would have been at night time, because oh, simply because the field was actually being worked during the day. And uh, yes, uh, I, I put my best guess between 10 p.m. and 10 a.m. Uh, she was found around midday.
1: Oh, poor lady!
2: But her body was already cold.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, thank you very much for uh, for giving us that information. I really appreciate it. That sort of answered a few questions that I had in my mind.
2: Well, it's funny you should stop by, actually, because we were going to incinerate these soon. Uh, uh, we have some personal effects.
1: Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Could I possibly see them?
2: Of course. Uh, when, some, when a body isn't claimed, the belongings just stay with us if they're not returned to the estate. And there was no one to return them to the estate Uh, So, let me see. I'll be back in a
1: moment. Oh, thank you. My goodness. I wonder what she had on her.
0: Well, we still didn't find the rest of that jewellery, did we? I wonder if it was that. Although, why would she be carrying jewellery with her at... uh...
1: Oh, it can't be that. That doesn't make any sense. No, I think we just missed the jewellery. It was probably in that locked cupboard in the study, the one that we couldn't open.
0: Oh, yes, that one. Graham remembers in the back of his mind the the whispering voices going family, family, family.
1: Linda looks at Graham and sees him give a little shudder and wonders why, but decides not to pursue it.
2: Well, it's quite a haul. He comes back in with a carrier bag and empties it out gently onto the desk. As you can see here, we have a couple of rings necklace, some earrings Uh, we have her um, she was dressed only in her nightgown but as you can see quite a thick article of clothing
1: oh my goodness poor lady
2: Uh, I'll leave you alone with the effects Uh, I'll be um, and just call out for me if you need me
1: Oh, thank you very much.
2: Um, before taking any, I would appreciate you staying to sign them over, but uh, you f- feel free to examine. If there's anything you don't want, as I say, we can burn that uh, gown. For... I'm not going to charge you for it. Uh, in terms of the jewellery, as long as you've got some identity that shows you're connected to the uh, deceased... Yeah, you're free to take it away.
1: Well, I've got a letter from the solicitor that's, um, that lays out the dis- sort of details of the will and everything. Does that count?
2: If you've got that and a driver's licence, we're right as rain.
1: Oh, yes, I've got that.
2: Excellent. Well, in that case, I'll be back in a few moments or when you summon me.
1: Oh, lovely. Thank you very much. So Linda turns her attention to the items on the table and starts picking up the rings and the necklaces and examining them.
2: They do match the contents listed on the uh, on the will, in terms of jewellery, uh, except for one ring, but that ring matches the design, uh, shape, composition of the one you found in the house. Uh, the um, only difference being that her initials are on the inside.
1: Oh my goodness, that was a wedding ring then. It must have been, mustn't it?
2: Well,
0: it certainly looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. It matches the other one.
1: Aww. Well, I think we should take all of this stuff. It'd be nice to actually have something of her.
0: Yes, I, I think you're right. I think it's uh, it's right that it comes back with you.
1: Well, quite. So I'll, I'll call out to uh, the gentleman so that we can sign for it, and uh, and then head back outside. I've quite fancy getting back out into the fresh air again.
2: Ah, you're all sorted then.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, we'd, we'd quite like to take all of it, just to get it off your hands, to be honest. So um, there's there's the letter from the solicitor, and that's my driving licence. Um, is there anything else that you would need?
2: Perfect. No, no, that seems right to me. Well, that was nice and easy. Means I didn't have to trip to the jewellers to uh, get some cash for this. My loss, but your gain. Uh, I don't mean that in any kind of mercenary way, you understand, but if we're left with (laughs) jewellery, I'm not going to wear it.
1: (laughs) No, I understand. No, thank you very much. That was uh, a lot more than I was expecting, to be honest, So, uh, so thank you very much for keeping all of these things up till now.
2: Someone passing, and he puts his hand on yours, can lead to, well, someone else... Growing, and sometimes you need for a relative to pass before you can become your own person. And he taps the top of your hand, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Everything must return to the good earth whence it came. All religions celebrate this. But of course, we here, we do things the way Solemn Vale sees fit. And I think in this case, we did right by your relative. I'm glad to hear it.
0: Is she buried in the churchyard?
2: Oh, uh, no. um, We had a... He looks a bit coy. If someone dies without uh, next of kin to claim them, well, it is the village's decision where the body is interred.
1: Oh, really? Well, that's an unusual custom. I've not heard of that one before.
2: Well, it is. Uh, we were the closest thing to her family.
1: Well, I suppose so, yes. So so where is she buried?
2: On the grounds of her house.
1: Oh, is she? Oh, I wish I'd known that when we were there yesterday.
0: Oh, or maybe we saw the spot and didn't realise. Whereabouts was it exactly?
2: Ah, uh, just to the rear of the property... Uh, My son and I conducted the ceremony. Weren't many in attendance, but she was an old lady. I imagine most of her friends had died.
1: She does seem to have been quite solitary from what we've learned so far. I
2: knew her of a time. I've been in this village quite some time myself.
1: Oh, what was she like? I I never met her, you see.
2: A lot like you, young lady. Really? Hmm. More and more, I see it. Very much... Why well, you, you could you could be the spitting image
1: Linda thinks of the photograph that uh, she took from the uh, the drawer the previous day and uh, a little flush comes into her cheeks and she says oh, oh well that's, um, that's reassuring to know nice to have that sort of connection
2: I think the village would be particularly happy if you two stayed for a while longer
0: I'm not so sure about that. They didn't seem particularly happy with us staying last night. Linda,
2: could you roll a weird, please?
1: Oh, I have two threes and a one this time.
2: You feel not just reticent, but like pulling your hand away from this man immediately. That look that you thought was some kind of attempt at comforting all of a sudden seems hungry, wolfish.
1: I kind of stiffen with my hand under his... And um, with my other hand, I'll reach for my handbag um, and pick it up from the chair from the floor next to me and put it on my lap and then sort of gently try to wiggle my hand out from underneath his so that I can, you know, reach in for a tissue or something. It's as I'm doing that that I remember that I don't actually have any tissues, but I have because I used the last one yesterday on my cut. But I need to just do anything to get my hand away from this man's. I can feel all the hairs on the back of my neck rising.
2: Are you okay there, Mrs. Parker?
1: Uh, oh, yes, I'm I'm fine. I'm sorry. I, I was feeling a little bit rough this morning when I woke up, so uh, I, I just need to get back outside and have a bit of fresh air, I think.
0: Yes, yes, my wife's uh, not feeling 100%
2: today. Are you ready to go, dear?
1: Yes, I think I probably am.
2: Well, we'll, we'll be on our way. Thank you so much for your time. He stands up, puts his hands on his desk. Well... Good travels to you, and uh, if you swing by the house again, do give my regards to uh, to the deceased. It must be awful lonely up there.
1: Oh, we will. It is a very isolated house, isn't it?
0: Uh, thankfully she won't notice it now, will she, dear?
1: No, quite. Hmm. Oh, thank you very much. Really appreciate it.
2: His eyes follow you as you leave the funeral parlour.
1: Linda glances back over her shoulder and sees him watching and a larger shiver runs down her spine. Well, did you get everything that you wanted?
0: Aside from the jewellery, of course.
1: Well, that was an added bonus, wasn't it? It certainly was. All I really wanted to know was, you know, did she die at home or was she stuck out in a field somewhere? And even though it wasn't the answer I wanted, at least I've got an answer now.
0: It just adds more confusion to the whole story, really, though, doesn't it?
1: Well, why on earth would she be out in the middle of a field with all of this jewellery with her? It's almost like yeah. she was af- afraid of something and she was running away.
0: I'm sure I don't know.
1: Have we got time to go back up to the house and have a look around for the grave?
0: Well, yes. I, I, if, as long as you're feeling up to it, I don't see why not.
1: Well, I do still feel quite rough, but I'd really like to see this through to the end. You know, we're down here. I'd like to find out as much as I possibly can before we go, because we're not going to be here for that much longer.
0: Very well. Well, let's call at the post office, see if uh, the solicitors have telephoned back and left a message, and if not, we can always call back again on our way back from the house.
1: All right. Yeah, let's do that.
0: So we walk to the post office.
2: As you enter the post office, the first person that sees you is the young Samantha again. And the colour drains from her face immediately as she adjusts her glasses. Oh, my. Uh... Sorry, have we come at a bad time? No, we just opened.
1: Are you all right? You don't look very well, dear.
2: She gets up and runs out the back. You hear her retching.
1: Linda <laughs> looks at Grey in, in shock.
2: Maybe she's got a little of what you've
0: got.
1: Maybe. It's a bit strange, though, isn't it? She was a bit like that yesterday when we met her at the pub.
0: Obviously coming down with something, maybe that's where you got it from.
1: Maybe. Uh, What what should we do? Should we wait?
2: She comes back in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no,
0: no, that's quite all right. Are you all right? Uh.
2: She looks around. There's no one else in here with her at this time. I'm going to have to be quick before the boss comes back.
1: Oh, yes, we don't want to get you into trouble.
2: No, it's it's not... Something went wrong yesterday. Whatever Holloway was trying didn't work. And... Don't you feel different at all? Looking at Linda.
1: Different? Well, I feel a bit peaky this morning, but...
2: She's... She's inside... She's inside you...
1: I'm sorry, what?
2: Mrs Parker.
1: Who's inside me? What are you talking about?
2: Look, I, I don't know all the details. I'm still young, they don't tell me everything. But when, when someone like Demelza Cable dies in a place like Solemn Vale, she doesn't just go to heaven.
1: I'm sorry, what are you talking about? I'm, I don't understand what you're saying.
2: When you arrived, she found... S- she found someone she could move into.
1: Move into?
2: You're not making any sense. You're even wearing her necklace, she points it well, out.
1: Yes, it was left to me in her will and I thought it'd be a nice gesture to wear it.
2: Yes, we've just picked up the rest of her jewellery from the funeral parlour. God, even running away now isn't going to help. You just keep coming back.
1: Well, we're not running away from anything. Oh, God. Oh, God. We just go
2: You would have had you would have had an opportunity last night, there would have been an opportunity to turn turn this away to to, to resist, to fight, to do something. Do, don't do you remember anything from what happened last
0: night? We didn't really have anything to do with last night. We went to bed. The, um, I think one of the revellers came and knocked on our door briefly. Probably had a few too many.
2: and yeah, Went well, away again. You remember? There, was
1: def- there was definitely a knock on the door. I remember that. But no, I slept very well, actually.
2: Yes, we both did. Who knocked on your door?
0: It's very hard to tell when everybody's wearing a mask. I just remember somebody in a mask.
1: I don't remember, to be perfectly honest. No, I just remember the mask as well. Hmm. About my height, maybe?
2: The reason Holloway was so angry yesterday, he's a very powerful man, and he can do some very... some dark magic, and I know that probably sounds ridiculous to you, but for it to work, he needs lots and bits and pieces of the person he's trying to control, and he didn't have them. Someone else had taken them. And so whatever he tried clearly didn't work, because... And she looks at Graham. Look at her! Is that still your wife? Yes, it's still my wife. Who else would it be? At this, a... another woman enters the post office from the rear entrance. I say, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Nothing. That's right. Go back to work. Can I help the two of you?
0: Um, yes, yes. Uh, we were wondering whether you'd received a message for us by telephone from our solicitors, um, Jackson and Livingstone.
2: No, no, nothing. I'm afraid. What's your names? Uh, um, it's Mr. and Mrs. Parker. Ah, yes. Uh, from last night, I understand. Yes. Uh, no, no messages.
0: Oh, very well. Um, Well, we are going to take a little drive up to uh, my wife's aunt's house and have another little look round, and then we'll probably be on our way. So um, we'll call back in and see if you've had a message for us later on, if that's all right. Yes, of course. Enjoy your time up at the house. Thank you. You open all day? I know some of these uh, village shops tend to close for lunch and so on.
2: We'll be open all day. We uh, operate as a shop as well as a post office and all kinds of people need all kinds of things. Ah,
0: Perfect. Well, we we shall call in again later on then. Thank you for your time. Yes, of course. If any messages come by, they'll be quite secure here. Thank you. Uh, Samantha, I I hope you're feeling a little better later on.
2: She looks up at the both of you wide-eyed and she blurts out if you need to, if if you want to stop this, you're going to have to take something to sacrifice. And the her boss clips her across the back of the head. That's about enough. They'll find their own way.
1: What did you do that for?
2: None of your business. Oh. Come on, Linda. I think we better leave them to
0: it. Thank you for your time.
1: Linda's quite horrified and glares at the uh, the postmistress before following Graham out of the shop. That was awful, Graham. Why on earth did she do that?
0: None of this makes any sense. What's she talking about? Making a sacrifice?
1: Oh, what's she talking about? Somebody's inside me. What rubbish is that?
0: I have no idea. Come on, let's let's take that drive up to the house and have a look, shall we?
1: Yes, I think that's a really good idea.
0: Uh, the more time that I spend here, I'm afraid the, the less I understand about Solemn Vale and any of the people in it.
1: Oh, I don't really know what to make of the whole thing. I, I, you know, I don't have that much experience of little English villages, really, but I didn't think they were like this.
2: As you make your way back to the pub, there's a decent collection of people. Eight, no, nine individuals stood around outside the pub. You don't recognise them assumedly they are villagers but they're all watching you as you approach the car and you hear a few of them mutter oh she's back she is back one of them claps their hands together
1: Linda starts at this and casts a little glance across at them with a frown trying to work out if they're talking about her or somebody else
0: they're definitely looking at you well, I've never seen anybody so happy about uh, somebody returning to their car before.
1: Oh, it's a bit old, isn't it? Do you think I should go and say something to them?
0: Do you want to go and
1: say something to them? I'm afraid of what they might say back, but I'm really curious as to what they're talking about.
0: Well, you know what they said about curiosity, but fortunately we left the cat at the house, so I'm sure you'll be
2: fine. It's funny you should mention the cat, because as you get closer to the pub, by the side wall next to which is the car park you can see the cat see uh, me laid out on the gravel but as you get closer you can see that the cat isn't moving at all there's no sign of life from it
1: linda goes over to have a look she kneels down next to the cat and sort of stretches out a hand to to feel its ears and see if they're warm or cold
2: they're cold and Looking directly up from where the cat is, you can see the window into the attic. You can't see in it, but... The cat died almost directly under where you were sleeping.
1: Oh, poor little thing. It's dead. Oh. Wonder how that happened?
0: I don't know, maybe it was old. Do you think we ought to tell somebody? I wonder who it belonged to no idea ask ask the people over there I mean it's a small village somebody must know
1: oh, all right I'll go over so I'll, I'll head over to the uh, the group of people and um, excuse me
2: young man looks up at you
1: I don't suppose any of mm? I don't suppose any of you know who owns that cat that's lying over there because it's dead and probably ought to tell somebody
2: <laughs>
1: and what's so funny
2: oh you don't know know what Oh, I thought that was—I thought you were making a joke.
1: Of oh, the cat's dead. I don't think that's very funny. It's somebody's pet.
2: Oh, <clears throat> no, no. Very sad, very sad.
1: Do you know who it belongs to?
2: No, I don't think it ever belonged to nobody.
1: Oh, that's a shame.
2: Contrary. <laughs> Contrary to what Mr. H might think.
1: Mr. H? What, Mr. Holloway?
2: Yeah, that's him. Oh, yeah. blowhard from the manor.
1: Oh, is it is not his cat, then?
2: No, no, not his cat, never his family's cat. That cat was its own creature, I'm sure.
1: Ah, oh, all right then. Well, I suppose that solves one problem. If there's nobody we need to tell, if it was just a a feral cat, then.
2: We'll stick it in a hole, don't you worry.
0: We can't just leave it lying here, surely? Fine, I'll go and move it
2: now. Thank
0: you, I think that would be the best thing, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, poor little thing.
2: He picks it up with his bare hands. I'll find a lovely hill for it, overlooking a valley or something.
1: All right, thank you. Linda kind of gives him a bit of a look, because she's not a hundred percent sure that he's uh, being entirely serious. But she doesn't want to enter into an argument with anybody over somebody else's cat.
0: Should we go, or did you want to ask anything else?
1: Um, no. I, I think we'll just we'll just get off.
0: I think you're right. And they go to the car.
2: You arrive at the cable house. The sun is high in the sky. It's a bright, cheery day. Or it would be if Linda wasn't feeling so under the weather. And if Solemn Vale hadn't left such a mark on both of you. You both feel of a sort elated... It's been a bit of an adventure, you'll be able to tell your colleagues or friends down the pub. But it's also been a bit traumatic. There's been a certain level of unusual behaviour that you're never going to be able to explain away. But hopefully, this will be the last time you have to visit the estate, at least the last time before it gets signed over to you. You pull up, and you do see that Holloway's Land Rover is already there
1: outside. Oh no, not him again. What's he doing here this time?
0: I have no idea.
1: I suppose he's in the house.
0: I suppose there's only one way to find out, isn't there?
1: We already know he's got a set of keys, because he was up there yesterday, so he's got the advantage over us there.
0: Hmm. Should we go and check?
1: Yeah, we better had but don't say anything to him about the stuff that we got from the funeral parlor. Oh, no,
2: no, absolutely not. You exit the car. The house, as much as you left it the day before, uh, there's no fresh set of footprints through the dust or anything like that, and the furniture that was there before is still in place as it was. Uh, where exactly are you heading?
1: Um, I think I'm just going to wait in the hall and just call out to, to Holloway. Um, to see if he's actually in there or if he's out in the ground somewhere. So I'll just I'll just call, go to the bottom of the stairs and call up Mr. Holloway.
2: Ah! You hear the voice from outside. I'm round the back.
1: Oh. I look at Graham. That's handy because that's where we were going anyway.
2: Yes, absolutely. Let's let's go.
0: We're just on our way to you, Mr. Holloway. Fair enough. And we head out in that direction
2: as you round the house. You see, he has a shotgun cradled over his arm, and he raises it gently in your direction. Steady now.
0: You, you don't need the gun, Mister Holloway. We're only here to look around again.
2: He eyes Linda in particular. Oh, I'm not so sure about that.
1: What do you mean?
2: And I don't. I don't even think this gun is going to be enough. You know, your aunt, great-aunt, whatever she was to you, took everything from my grandfather, left a stain on my family if I didn't make that clear yesterday. And I knew, I knew she would find a way of coming back because that's the kind of person she was. She would never leave this fucking place.
1: You're the second person that said something about her coming back. What's all that about? I have no idea what you're talking about.
2: Uh, I could do so much with what's underneath this house. I have trained my entire life To be able to handle it, to be able to manipulate it, control it. And she, I don't know how she did it, but somehow preserves herself to come back in you, just so she can stay guard over it.
1: Well, surely, you're you're talking about some form of possession, aren't you? Yes. I mean, surely if that was the case, I'd realise it, wouldn't I?
2: oh it's a slow take it's like an infection it will slowly change you eventually you'll lose everything that was you don't think this is some benevolent act she isn't doing this to preserve both of you, she's doing it only to preserve herself and I tried I really tried last night with the ceremony to keep her away We. you don't know how much blood we spilled last night to keep her away
0: blood? You're talking rubbish, Mr Holloway. this What did you think we were doing?
1: We had no idea, and frankly it wasn't any of our business.
2: Just some kind of old traditional ceremony. There are plenty of them. Everyone in the village who sees things my way, or is at least on the fence, donated a little bit of their blood to getting this witch banished forever. But it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. We need to take a life. And right now I'm seeing two that may just seal the deal.
0: Mr Holloway, you're talking rubbish, and frankly you're beginning to feel rather threatening.
2: He lifts the shotgun so it's level with Graham. I sound threatening, do I? I am threatening.
0: Graham puts his hands up. Yes, well, there's no need to be threatening, Mr Holloway. If it pleases you, we'll just leave and we'll go and deal with our solicitors directly.
2: I don't think that's going to cut it anymore, Mr Parker, because you'll just keep coming back. Now that she's inside your wife, she will find a way to come back.
1: Please, Mr Holloway, there is nobody inside me. I have no idea why you think there should be, but I can assure you I feel exactly the same as I did yesterday. There is nobody inside me, and I think you're just overreacting for whatever reason, and you just need to let us go. So put the gun down, because there is no reason for anybody to get hurt. This is just stupid. So we're just going to go back to the car.
2: Do not don't call me stupid. Do you know how often I had to hear that I was stupid because of things that my granddad did?
1: Well, I'm sorry about that. But there is no reason for you to be threatening us with a shotgun.
2: You're going to walk over to... Well, I'm going to show you where it is.
1: No, we are going to go back to the car, Mr Holloway, and we are going to leave.
2: He lifts the shotgun to his eye level. Say that again. My gun is pointed at your husband.
1: Put the gun down, Mr Holloway. There is no need to do this.
2: He can't run from one or two shells.
1: Why would you do that? We've done nothing to you.
2: Your fucking family did this to my fucking family, and now we're settling the issue.
0: We only found out about this family
2: two days ago, Mr Holloway. Yes, well, that's unfortunate, isn't it? You can hardly blame us... For this predicament that you think you're in. Come with me to the well and we will sort this for good.
1: Let's just go with him. Let's just go with him, Graham.
2: Fine. Put the gun down,
0: Mr Holloway, and we'll come with you to the well. I'm not putting
2: the gun down. He lowers it.
1: We're not going to do anything to you. We've got no weapons.
2: It's over there. He gestures with his head to the back of the garden. Lead the way, Mr Holloway. We'll come with you. Oh, no, no. After you. You'll find it. Very well. So we head towards the well.
0: Graham kind of keeps, as far as he can, an eye and an ear on where Holloway is in position to himself as they walk across.
2: You have to cross Holloway's path to get in front of him, and then he starts walking behind you by about six, ten yards.
1: So we just keep walking and...
2: You make your way through the winding follies and stone structures that once represented the larger estate that stood here. He occasionally directs you, left or right.
0: We continue walking.
2: That's it. You see some planks of wood across the grass...
1: As Linda's approaching this and Holloway is coming up closer behind her, she suddenly overbalances and, and falls to her knees with a cry. Oh! I just turned my ankle!
0: And as she does this, Graham turns around and makes a lunge for Holloway's gun.
2: No! Uh, do an influence roll, please. Uh, we're looking at might. You can add a weird on the end, if you like. I
0: have one success. Under the circumstances, I shall add a
2: weird. How many weird does Graham now have? Uh, He has now four. How many does Linda have?
1: Three.
2: Graham, it's as if something possesses you. You find a strength that you've never had before in your humdrum existence as a restaurant critic, and you lunge forward bodily grabbing the shotgun and wrestling it from Holloway's hands you hear a voice in your head and it's old and it's cracked and it says don't let him hurt her Graham is somewhat
0: taken aback by this Holloway has fallen to the floor don't do this you fool she's possessed Graham grabs the gun
2: from him he puts his hands up from his prone position on the floor. Please listen to me. Please.
1: We're not going to listen to you any more, Mr Holloway. I think you're a dangerous man. And you can't just go around threatening people with shotguns.
0: Now, we're not going to kill you, Mr Holloway. We're not that sort of person. But we are not going to listen to you any longer. And with that, Graham lifts the gun and squarely hits Holloway on the back of the head with the butt of the rifle.
2: You start hearing a whisper from beneath the planks of wood in the grass of family, 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 family. Both of you hear it now. Can
0: you hear that? Yes, that's the same as I heard before in the house.
2: Whereabouts? Family, family, family. All four planks of wood crack in the middle and fall inside, exposing a gaping cavern It isn't a man-made well. It is a pit carved out. You're not sure by what. But there's no stones lining it. Certainly not hand-carved. And it goes down, down, down. And the voices are emerging from the hole.
0: Against his better judgement, Graham moves
2: over to look down the well shaft. Roll a weird, please, Graham. Two twos, two fours. You have to strain your eyes. You narrow them, they widen, as you are fairly certain... Yes, you are certain. There's a face down there. A long way down, but somehow, as if looking through just the right lens at the opticians, you're able to make it out with crystal clarity. That's... Man, from the photos... of... Linda's aunt, the A.H., who you could assume is Andrew Holloway. Looking up from the well, his face white, gaunt, his eyes black pits. You can't see his body, you can't see anything other than a tiny speck of a face looking up from the bottom of this tunnel, just stretching so vertically down you're not even sure where the bottom might be and the voices emerging, there's more than one but it's louder now as it hits your ears so Family, family, family family, family Graham family, turns to Linda, family, it's Holloway family. what? not that Holloway Holloway's grandfather Andrew
1: the men from the photos? yes down there? yes
2: Linda, could you roll your weird, please?
1: A six, a five, and a four.
2: Your body is racked with immediate pain, shooting from your toes up to your head, as if there's a great battle taking place within it, tearing something apart. Whatever is down there in the ground, it's your duty to keep it down there. You have to feed it things to keep it satisfied. You have to ensure that it will never get out. You don't know what it is. You can't comprehend what it is at this early stage in your existence as a vessel. For Demelza, it could be a spirit, it could be a monster, it could be the devil itself. You don't know. But whatever it is, there's nothing guarding it right now. And as its voice gets louder and louder you know that the only thing that's going to sate it is a body. Something needs to go down there.
1: Linda is still on her knees from where she pretended to fall over, and obviously this racking pain that's coursing its way through her, her body. She's just frozen on the ground for a moment while she tries to deal mentally with it so that she can actually speak. And then she looks over at Graham and says chuck him down the well i'm sorry chuck him down the well we have to keep it in there
0: keep what in there
1: i i don't know yet I, I can't quite make out what it is but all i know is we've got to keep it in there it can't be allowed to get out and in order to do that we've got to we've got to feed it something And he's here, and he's dangerous. And the only alternative that I've got to that is you. So chuck him down the well.
0: Graham is torn because he still, in the back of his mind, wants to be rational, wants to know that this is not how it appears, but he's seen far too much now to know that There is no rationality about this situation and Linda's right and this is what needs to be done. And he goes over and picks up Holloway's unconscious body. He starts
2: groaning as you lift him. Linda, help!
1: Linda gets up and goes over and she's not a particularly big or strong woman but something is driving her and she yanks on uh, Holloway's arm with a strength that perhaps surprises Graham, and between the two of them, they manhandle Holloway over to the mouth of the well.
2: As you draw him closer, his eyes flutter open, and he starts groaning, No, no, no! You can't do this to me! Don't do this to me! I don't deserve this!
1: I'm sorry, Mr. Holloway. You were here at a bad time. when Linda reaches out and pushes Holloway square in the chest.
2: And he falls and falls and falls. And you don't hear him hit the bottom. But the voices silence abruptly. As if a needle has come off a record. All you're accompanied by now is the breeze in the garden. And the sounds of birds twittering from the trees and in Graham's head he hears thank you for loving her thank you for protecting her
0: Graham turns to Linda well We have a lot to discuss. Do we want to keep the house? Do we want to sell the house? Do we want to move away from here completely? We need to go back into Solemn Vale. We have some hard thinking to do.
1: First of all, we need to cover this well. And there's no question of us selling the house. It's mine now.
0: Let's look for something to cover it with then. And Graham
2: looks around him. You find some more planks of wood, uh, some more props, and you're able to cover up the hole in the lawn. You're not even sure that this is the only one, uh, given what you heard in the house before. There may be one directly underneath it. But that, as we fade to black, Here's a story for this rather twisted couple to embark upon at another juncture.
0: Graham turns to Linda and as a parting shot puts his arm around her and says Bag of chips?
3: You have listened to an episode of Family Matters a folk horror role-playing adventure set inside the world of the game Solemn Vale. The game, which is not yet released, is being developed by Dirty Vortex, and you can find out more on their website at dirtyvortex.net. Our storyteller was Matthew Dawkins, and this series is produced in collaboration with Red Moon Roleplaying. To enjoy some of their other stories set in games which are rich in folklore themes, such as Vampire the Masquerade or Mummy the Curse, find them online at www.redmoonroleplaying.com. Music was performed by proto and used with permission from their label, Cryochamber. Cryo chamber are specialists in dark, ambient music. You'll find a wealth to enjoy on their website at cryochamber.bandcamp.com. If you're interested in what these recordings sounded like before they were edited, then join our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash thefolklorepodcast, where if you support us at a level of $5 a month or more, you'll have access to the raw, unedited recordings of our Solemn Vale adventure.
1: Thanks for listening. See you next time.